Welcome to Cooking Something Good. I'm your host, Dave Duso. That's not important. What's important? We're here in the Jones Barbecue Studio, a home of the greatest barbecue sauce I've ever had. It comes from the Jones sisters in their little tiny place, a barbecue place, a little joint in Kansas City, Kansas. You can get their barbecue sauce at our website, csgbn.com. Just go to our shop. You can get that and other great deals on gift certificates to restaurants and food-related items, csgbn.com, here in the Jones Barbecue Studio. Welcome to the show. Great, great show today. I have Joe Rondina. Uh, Joe is uh, a cook. He's a chef. Uh, went to to chef school, right? Went to culinary school. But then he kind of, after working in some really nice restaurants as a sous chef, loved it, but he really enjoyed the concierge uh, part of the of that world, and now he is a concierge, and he's got a new show coming on our network, on the CSG Broadcast Network. It's called Boston Concierge. It's anything you want in Boston, whether it's a restaurant, food, things to do, place to go, reservations. Joe's got it all. He's going to come on the show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then we have Andrea Jorgensen, Seattle to Sunapee. Two great things coming your way on cooking something good today as I move my hands all over the frickin' place. Oh, my God. Hey, ask, answer me this question. Not ask, but answer me this question. I have a car. I've had it for like seven months. I don't know what half the buttons do. I bought it used. I always buy used cars. I think I'm not a new car kind of guy, but every time I put the car in reverse, the side mirrors go straight down, so you're looking like below the door. And I use my mirrors, and I look at my mirrors because I want to know what's behind me, not what's below me. Now, if you put it in the middle, like the little knob, you know the knob where if you go left and you push the button and the mirror goes up, down, left, right, right? If you put it in the middle, it still goes down a little bit. If you keep it on the left side, indicating the driver's side window you want to adjust, it goes straight down. You can't see a damn thing. And if you put it on the other side, the other side goes down, so you can't see a damn thing on that side. But if you keep it in the middle, both sides go down uncomfortably. And then when you put the car in drive after you reversed as far as you want to reverse, they never go back where they were when you started. What the fuck is going on here? I hate this. I hate cars. You never know when the car is on and off anymore. You're pushing buttons. Your car's beeping at you when you get out. I'm going to ask the concierge if he can help me. Hey, all that today on Cooking Something Good without songs, my complaint about side view mirrors on cars. Hey, let's get going. It's Joe Rondino, right now on Cooking Something Good. Hey, welcome back to Cooking Something Good, the Jones Barbecue Studio with us today. Very special person, the newest member of our team, Joe Rondina. Joe, welcome. Welcome to the family. We're so excited to have you as part of our organization now. No. I was about to say, Dave, thank you very much for having me on with the good old family. Always, always a pleasure to join a group that is rocking on out, that is for sure. Uh, Joe is going to be my co-host on a new series that we're going to call Boston Concierge. And Joe is the perfect co-host. Actually, I'm the perfect co-host because Joe knows everything there is to know about Boston when it comes to all the things you need to know, whether it's dining, theater, hotels. He's the guy. Joe, I can't wait to start this show. 
Yeah, no, I mean, well, uh, thank you very much for that good old introduction. No, um, it's, uh, it's awesome. You know, I work in the hospitality industry right now. I'm a front desk supervisor, but I'm also concierge as well. So definitely built up quite a few networks throughout the city. And I definitely want to share that with everyone. So we can see new perspectives, uh, especially in the hospitality field. Yeah. And you've got a lot of experience. You were uh, went to culinary school. And uh, from there, got into and worked uh, in lines in some pretty big uh, establishments in the Boston area. And did, then decided you wanted to get into kind of the the hospitality side of it. Uh, talk a little bit about your career. Yeah, sure. So I graduated from Johnson and Wales University in 2011, and then from there, I started my actual professional culinary career in 2012. Um, right with Marriott, actually. So after that, worked for about two and a half years as a kitchen supervisor. Then I moved on over to uh, the Ritz-Carlton, where I worked there as the starting cook and then basically became like the main switch cook. I could work like any one of the stations. And, you know, um, working in the hotel industry, I realized that there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of different avenues to kind of grow and see. So I was like, you know what, seeing the kitchen, might as well go check on out uh, the front side of things with uh, front desk. So after that, I joined the W and I worked at the W for two years as a front desk agent. And then I became the guest experience specialist, which is um, cross between um, the guest experience as well as a concierge. And I did that for two years. Finally, I ended up in my new gig where I'm at right now as a front desk supervisor yeah, in another hotel. And still acting as a concierge. And that's what you love to do. Before we go any yes. further, if you're going to be a regular, you're going mm -hmm. to have to do one thing differently. You're going to have to turn your overhead fan off. Oh. <laughs> well, so I do have a kind of funny story about that. It's, so. not, it's not turning off, is it? No, unfortunately, um, so I, I practiced Japanese swordsmanship in my early years. Yep. When I was practicing here, I smacked that fan, and unfortunately, it does not know how to turn off anymore, so it just kind of <laughs> slowly rotates. Oh, my God. It's like a water torture. We'll get it, though. We'll figure something <laughs> out. This isn't the actual show. The show starts in about two weeks, so... But we're going to be talking about places people can go if they're from the Boston area, if they're driving into the Boston area, if they're flying in from out of town for an ex for the what better word the Boston experience. Uh, we're going to be talking with you about all the theaters and the restaurants and the places to stay and all the great things to do. You know, people from outside of Boston don't understand Boston's a walking city. You can walk Boston pretty darn easily. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you go to basically off of the red line, Park Street. Mm -hmm. Park Street's basically the center of downtown Boston. And I'd say a majority of things you can get to at most 20 minutes walking distance. And that's in any direction that you go. So, yeah, I mean, if you can go to. If people are coming out from like Los Angeles, that is not a walking city. Nobody walks in Los Angeles. You can't walk in Los Angeles. <laughs> You know, a lot of True. cities are not walking cities, and there's so much to do, whether you're a history buff, a food buff, uh, somebody who likes uh, ethnic foods. We've still got a decent Chinatown. We've probably got the best in North End, uh, and I will argue with San Francisco if you want, but I think we've got the best Italian <laughs> section uh, neighborhood of any city in the United States. Uh, it's, it's a great town, and I think 
you being able to to give people week after week different ideas of what they can do, whether they're from far away or whether from the air or whether they're from the area. And from the area can mean a lot of things. I mean, I'm a Sunapee, New Hampshire, Hatfield, Massachusetts person. So for me, that's an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes or seven hours, depending on traffic. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a joke. You, you can smile. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Yeah. And Joe's like, I would smile if it was funny. Um, <laughs> but uh you know we, it, you've already shown me a great restaurant uh and they are last i think they were on last week or two weeks ago harvest restaurant which was amazing there's so many of those gems some of them hidden some of them not hidden uh in the city so it's going to be a i think it's going to be a fun show where we can really get people to get where they want to go because a lot of times you visit somewhere and you've got your guidebook or You've got an idea, you know, I'm going to Buffalo, so I'm going to bring a shovel. I'm going to shovel snow. Eh, what else do you do? You know, you don't know. But you, in this show, we're going to help people do things while they're there and do the things they want to do at a pace they want to do it. Is that what's key to being a concierge? Understanding, I guess I'm asking a question. and I'm making a statement, not asking a question. So I'll rephrase that. Mm -hmm. To me... Uh, a concierge should be somebody who understands what the person they're helping really wants. Because some people want to go, go, go. I want to go to this museum, that museum. And now I want to go to this restaurant. I want to try that place. And other people want to meander. I definitely want to go here. I definitely want to go there. If we make it there, it's fine. Other people, I just want to go home. You know, there's always one person in the crowd. <laughs> Usually grandpa, I don't want anything to do with this damn trip. I want to go home. I want to go back and watch, you know, Hollywood Squares. You know, uh, no, 100%, that, that is exactly how it is. Um, as a concierge, our goals are to literally read the guests. So, I mean, I'm not going to go send every single guest to like a fine dining establishment if they're looking for something more casual, um, just as exactly, I won't tell people, hey, go on the Freedom Trail because it's a history thing to do if no one is interested in history. So reading the guests and having that conversation with them is what makes it a lot of fun. And it also makes like a lot of dynamics. Um, you know, you never know, like in the future, like there've been plenty of guests that have come back to the hotel just because it's like the service they had was absolutely fantastic. As a concierge, it's like where our goal is to get it to like that point where you know, um, that's got, you, that's got to feel good though. Scene. That, that must feel great when they come back and they, and, and, uh, they're like, and they remember your name. They're like, Hey Joe. And they only, have oh, to, yeah. they have to remember one, one person. It's impossible for you to remember every single person, but how do you, how do you, you must try, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that is a great, uh, great thing. I mean, I even to this day, I still always, always try to remember at least like, um, I'd say probably like three or four guests on the daily that are staying at the, at the hotel. Um, so there's a couple of ways I do it. I either associate by, um, a name to like a famous like actor or a work of fiction where there's like a name that's similar that kind of just pops into my mind. Um, or even like some of my friends, just like a, ca like a casual name, like Kevin, I'm like, Oh, it's like. A good old friend, Kevin, from uh, my high school years, so it's funny like that. That's got to be difficult, but in the same regard, when it comes to, because you have to not only deal with and help all these different people who are looking for things to do, you have to make all those connections throughout the city, whether it's a theater, 
whether it's a, a symphony, somebody at the symphony, whether it's uh, restaurateurs, chefs, uh, that's something you really need to know their name. And that's got to be tricky in a challenge. It can definitely be tricky, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, the, the good thing is usually whenever I'm going to like a new establishment, uh, business cards are always your good old best friend in regards to that. Yeah. Now, I was about to say they don't give you the visual aspect of it. So you definitely want to remember who it is because you don't want to be like, oh, hi, Michelle. And they're like, my name is, is uh, Mandy. I'll be like, oh, whoops. Yeah, I've done that but. before too. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it happens. It's all good. But no, um, you know, uh, that's that's part of it. I mean, the entire networking with the, the local group, too, and being able to expose them. I know you mentioned uh, like neighborhood gems and everything on else. I think that that is also what makes a concierge a lot of fun because it's like you're giving people an experience that they can only have in the city that they're in. In this case, Boston, like I want to tailor that experience to people. Yeah, and that's true. We, my wife and I were in, in Italy in the spring and a uh, great little town called Monopoli, uh, which is Ooh. my family is from. And we stayed at a, a, a absolutely lovely little bed and breakfasty kind of a hotel. It was it was magnificent and smaller. And the person at the front desk recommended a restaurant, made the reservations for us. So obviously they had a connection there, whatever's going on, which is nice. that's understood, right? But mm -hmm. when we got there, and uh, my wife was cranky. When she gets hungry, she gets cranky. She's a delightful person. She's probably one of the <laughs> nicest, most intelligent, thoughtful people you ever meet. But when she's hungry, she gets a little cranky. And <laughs> so we're walking, and this is an old city, and there's a, a section of this uh, town that is very touristy in the old city. I mean, locals still mm -hmm. go there. But we walked down side streets where suddenly there was no more people. There was no more restaurants there was it was they were like the north end of boston on the side streets right they were where mm -hmm. people lived and she was like where are we going this you know, whatever this place was we found a restaurant in the middle of nowhere there that we didn't find they sent us there and it was mm -hmm. you could tell everybody there was a local nice and no one was speaking english uh the wait staff had you know one person who spoke english who came in and helped us out I have the name of the place. I'm not as well organized as you. Somewhere in this list of cards, I have the name of that place. I'm not going to look it up right now. But it was spectacular. It was better than any place we could have possibly gone. Are you all right? Uh, Dave, are you still there? I'm still there. Did you freeze? Oh, you're frozen. I love when people freeze up. You are absolutely frozen. You're frozen. It looks fake. It's so cool. Joe, hey Joe, are you Hello? still there? I can hear you. Joe, 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 You're back. Hey! Oh man, <laughs> you look like one of those. You know those big heads that people hold up at like sporting events and stuff. You, oh yeah. You froze and you look fake like one of those big heads, <laughs> like a big bald Joe, big bald Joe, big bald Joe. <laughs> He'll tell you just where to go. It was great. You know, it was funny because it's like the last thing I heard was you talking about cards. And you started showing that. And he's going to be like, hey, if I guess the right card of the restaurant that is, do I get like $500 off of that? But uh... Oh, God. Somewhere in this list of cards is, is that restaurant. And it was, uh, I don't know if you heard it, but the restaurant was spectacular. 
absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And it's that little homegrown place. They had um, just really freshly sourced, simple uh, Italian, southern Italian food. It was beyond good. It's one of the best Italian meals I've ever had. And it uh, and it's because, yeah. my point is, it's because that concierge knew uh, being born and raised in that that mid-sized smaller town where to, where we should go so that those are the kind of things it's uh it's great to have a good concierge oh without a doubt um it's it's so much fun and you know uh there's a lot of things that you just kind of learn that like you actually wouldn't find unless it's like you really dig deep online yep. um because it's like it's just one of those things that just goes in passing and even even then, and this is why I think it, this show is going to be so fun and helpful, is mm -hmm. you go online and you look up Yelp and you look up all those other things, TripAdvisor, try, whatever the hell, heck they are. <laughs> and, you, you know, you see these reviews. Is this someone's mother? Is this making this review? Is this uh, someone's sister? Is this an employee? Is this someone's ex-wife? Is this someone's ex-mother-in-law? Is this someone's current mother-in-law that doesn't like her or him? You know, you, you don't know who who is writing this review, so you really never, eh, how do you know? But if you have a good concierge or you have a show like this uh, where someone like you can come on and let people know, hey, this isn't a Yelp. This is, I've been doing this a long time in the Boston area, and I know. Let's get into a little bit uh, what the show's going to be. Uh, every, every week uh, we're going to get you on, or every week or two weeks. We'll try to get every week mm -hmm. if we can get there. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about, or you're going to talk about, and I'm going to sit here and listen because I don't have very little to say uh, in those shows. But you're going to talk about places and restaurants uh, and, again, theaters and all the different things people can do. Uh, when possible, we'll get guests on with us from those places uh, to talk about how they operate, what they do, how they become so successful, and wh why you should go there. That'll be a big part of the show. And for me, when I travel, I wish I had a show like that in every city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely going on into it. Like I said, I want to like let people know like whether their audience members are here local in Massachusetts or if they're traveling from, uh, what you call it, internationally, or even if they're just traveling domestically, I want to go give them like areas that they can go to that are a lot of fun that um, personally I know um, – you know, it's going to be a good time because I've gone on in there, kind of talked with people uh, and all that. So I want to bring that side to the show um, and just kind of, again, help support the local community because that is also very, very important in my eyes, too. Yeah. And a show is going to be called Boston Concierge. You can find it here uh, on the CSG Broadcast Network. You'll find it on anywhere you can hear podcasts. It'll be on YouTube. It's going to drop every Wednesday. Uh, we're dropping it Wednesday because I think, or I'm sorry, we're going to drop it every Monday because that mm -hmm. gives people who are going to be traveling Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever they decide to travel, this will give them a couple of days to prepare uh, for the trip they're going to take, whether they're just going out for the night or whether they're going, you know, driving into Boston for a weekend, a night, whether they're flying in for a week or 10 days. It'll give them enough time to, to watch a show and get an idea of the different places they want to go. And the other thing we're really hoping for, and you and I talked about this, but we're really hoping that, uh, yes. that uh, it becomes interactive uh, on all the social media platforms. We hope people reach out to us and let us know uh, places they've tried, uh, their own places, their own experiences, 
those those are the things we 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 hope we can get because that's what makes it fun. People saying, "Hey, I went to this place that Joe recommended, uh, and we had a great time." Or if there's any problems, I mean, we want to hear that too. Uh, we don't. Oh have- yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. Um, I definitely yeah. I want to make sure that uh, you know. Definitely, people are able to kind of give us their the feedback in regards to it, and also that um, which God we kind of keep that door open. So um, if there is anything, like say someone does have like a an experience that wasn't up to the par with a restaurant as I know they they would, uh, we can give them that feedback too, so that way they can also improve as well. Yeah, and we can screen those too, because. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing with the with the other sites. You don't who's who's really screening what someone writes. Someone may send into us and, and say the service was terrible, the people were terrible, they were rude, and then we can you know we'll reach out to wherever it was, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a you know, uh oh, my mic almost fell. Um, <laughs> I'm going to show people someday. My my mic is held up by a bottle of Manny's olive uh, extra virgin olive oil. So it's a perfect setup. Everything else we tried didn't work except for his extra virgin olive oil, which really is a quality olive oil, by the way. But, you know, in, you know, maybe we'll reach out and they'll say, hey, these people, this, or this one guy came in and he wanted it medium rare and he said it was, it was kind of sort of medium rare, but it wasn't really medium rare. And then he said he wanted, uh, uh, you know, gravy on his potato, whatever, you know, gravy on his potatoes. And then when it came, he said he didn't, maybe someone's just a, was a jerk. Right. And we can kind of weed that. We can weed that out. Or maybe somebody has a legitimate, you know, a legitimate comment, uh, praise or, you know, suggestion or criticism. And if those are legitimate, we want to hear those, but we can weed them out. We can weed them out. You can, you can figure out who's full of it and who's has a legitimate, you know, suggestion more than a gripe exactly and hey um you know criticism is always always is a good thing um i think that sometimes there's like a negative connotation on that but realistically as long as it's like a criticism where it's something that's like someone can gain something out of i think that that's a great thing to do for sure yeah so that's i think that'll be a fun part of the show and i think it'll give people Mm -hmm. a a real true uh, idea of where they're going and what they're getting because in this day and age, with prices so, so high, you know, you want your dining, you got to be pick and choose carefully. You want every dollar to count. You want your dining experience to be a good one. You want your your experience at a at a playhouse to be a good one. You want you know, wherever you're going. And who knows where you're oh, going. Oh, 100%. Now, Joe, if you did a double backflip, do you think you could reverse the effects of that fan? <laughs> I feel like the only way to reverse the effect of that fan would maybe to be to smack it on the other side. That's it. Give it a smack. (laughs) You're not old enough to remember, but in the old days when your television didn't work, your father gave it a wrap upside, and it worked. Oh, it worked every time. I I actually was in that generation, believe it or not. I I might look uh, quite young, but I am definitely on the older side Uh than you would imagine. Yeah, I mean, you do that today, and the TV falls over and breaks, and then you go. And then you go spend seventy four dollars on a new one. <laughs> TVs are so cheap now. TV exactly. was a big investment, and you had to get both your uncles and all your aunts, well, the Italian ones anyway, to come over and help you move a new TV in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you hold it with one hand on the handle in this little skinny box, and you and you when it breaks, you just go get a new another one because it costs more in gas to to 
bring it to the repair shop than to buy a new shop. one. I know, right? Crazy how technology has improved for it, that. It has changed. Hey, Joe Rondina. Joe it is called Boston Concierge, and we can't wait. Go like this. I, I'm so excited. Do this. Uh, do it. I did not say you're I'm so you're excited. You're supposed to be doing jazz hands. I'm yeah. so excited. Jazz hands. Nice. Jazz hands, Overtures, <laughs> hit the lights. Oh, now the dogs are going crazy here. I've just set the dogs off. They're like, what's the matter, Dave? Are you okay? I am. Joe, I can't wait. Uh, we're going to... I think we're going to shoot for the 27th of October, so it's just about a month away. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And we're excited about it, and uh, we're going to get you some something for that fan. I'm going to try to think about <laughs> what. What can we do? Something fun. Be careful, though. I mean, don't tie anything around your neck and try to stop it from going around, or you know, don't get it hooked on the back <laughs> of your shirt so... Uh, somebody comes in and Joe's like, help, I've been going around for 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more along the lines of maybe what you should attach onto there is uh, an emergency button on my wall and over here and just smash it and a disco ball will come in. And hopefully the weight of that will stop it from moving and also it'll start playing some music to dance to. I, know. I think that would work. <laughs> I think if it stopped it from moving and I'm not a mechanical person, I think it might burn the motor out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least it stops. As long as it doesn't turn on fire. <laughs> we don't want no fire. Bobby, no fire. Now, where are you from? You're from Quincy, right? Originally? No, actually, believe it or not, I am a good old Jersey boy. moved on up north. So it's kind of funny. Apparently, I've gotten a little bit of a Boston accent. I, I've, I've heard it years. a couple of times. What part of New really? Jersey? Yeah, what part of New Jersey are you from? Uh, I'm from like the Morris County area. So it's like basically northern central, about an hour away from Newark. Yep. And an hour away from New York City, which is great. So Morristown, is that the, that area? Yeah, like around that area, correct. Why do they have a Morristown and a Moorestown? That's ridiculous. They've got, one of them has to go. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, it's, it's so funny because the Morristown is north and Morristown is like south. And I remember I heard only about that like recently because it's like, Someone was like, oh, it's like, you're, you're from Morristown? I'm like, no, I'm from Morristown. They're like, oh, where's that? I'm like, up, it's up north. I'm like, where are you from? They're like, oh, Morristown's down south. So I was like, oh. I'm yeah. like, I didn't know that existed. It's like you're in the <laughs> Abbott Costello routine. Where are you from? Morristown. Where are you from? Morristown. Where is it up south? Where is it down north? Where are you from? Morristown. <laughs> I thought you said you're from Morristown. I'm from Morristown. Where are you from? Morristown. That's what I said. It's an Abbott and Costello routine. One of them's got to go. Give the other one to... to, to to uh, Pennsylvania. They can only be one, right? I Something like that. Get rid of it. It's pronounced the same way. It's ridiculous. Not a big fan. They got to oh, do yeah, away with definitely. one of them. But I do. But hey, I'm glad you ended up here. And I think a lot of people are too. We can't wait. Joe, we'll see you on the 27th, which I think is so 26. No, what do we say? We say a Monday, right? Correct. On Monday. Mondays. So I think we're going to be shooting the 27th, 26, 25, 24th. Yes. Okay. October 24th is when it starts. We can't wait. You can find it on the CSG Broadcast Network. You can find it on YouTube. Believe me, we are going to be telling you all about it. Joe, have a safe week, and we'll see you soon. You as well, Dave. And like I said, it's a pleasure to be on the team and pleasure to be letting all of the good old viewers know what's fun in Boston. It's going to be a good time. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of Cooking Something Good after these messages so stick around
Hey out there, if you're a restaurant owner or a restaurant manager, I want to tell you about a game-changing spill recovery solution. It's called Spill Solved. Now, you're always going to want to have it nearby for when those nasty spills happen and for when you're cleaning up your greasy floors at the end of a shift. There's no more chemicals and mops to clean your greasy floors at the end of the day. Spill Solved goes on dry. It works instantly on grease and all kinds of spills, leaves no oily residue, and it leaves the affected area safe for foot traffic immediately. It's great for restaurants, and it's reusable. It's really a great product. You can buy Spill Solved at cookingsomethinggood.com, or for more information and an on-site demonstration, call Spill Solved at 413-537-8979. Spill Solved, the new standard in spill recovery. Hey! Folks, it's time for cooking something good. One of my favorite segments, Seattle to Sunapina. Of course, Andrea Jorgensen is with us. I say, of course, but last week she was on assignment. And, and a my, pinch hitter. And a pinch hitter, Lexi Dusso, my niece, my marvelous niece, who I love so much, moved out there with her good friend Jake, not the guy from State Farm, but yeah. uh, no, not the same one. And she did a great job. She's loving it out there, and she's a real foodie, so she's going to be a regular, and it's going to be fun. Gonna be a good awesome. time. Andrea, welcome. It's always good to see you. Uh, as this show is airing, and I'm gonna go into my problem first, but first, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. Good to see you, David. Yes, because somebody said I talk too much in the beginning. You need to oh. talk. Yeah, and you need to lose a couple of pounds. <laughs> I was, and I was like, come on, mom, give me a break. Um, oh, mom. <laughs> oh, mom. So, anyway, uh, as this show's airing, we're taping a little early this week, this show earlier than usual, because as it's airing, I'm in Singapore, we're going to different restaurants, we're doing Facebook and YouTube Live, it's going to be a lot of fun, it's a long way from here, it's a 24-hour flight, which means in eight days I'll be in the air for 48 hours, that's a yeah. lot of flying, a lot of flying, <laughs> but uh, I am leaving to, uh, Friday, which is last Friday now, <laughs> right, out of Boston at 4 o'clock, and I can't find my glasses. That's a problem. And I can't uh, find my yeah. backup glasses. And I can't read without my glasses. And I Did like, the dog hide them because she doesn't want you to go? Maybe. But the dog's, are, the, the dog's up at her friend's house. She has these two dog friends and these family, very nice family that takes care of her. Whenever we go, they volunteer. And the dog always comes back and she's like depressed when she gets back. Because they <laughs> make like, her no, they make her food. Get... They make her like Right, brown rice with chicken, and and I'm like, Whoa. no wonder I put the kibble in a bowl and a dog won't eat. But I have like five books because it's a long flight, so I bought five yeah. books that I'm going to try to get get through during this trip. I can't. Did you ever see? I can't read them. You wouldn't have seen that that episode of the Twilight Zone. Meredith, Meredith, what's his name? Baxter. Anyway, famous actor was in it, and he was loved to read. He worked in a bank back in the 50s, and they wouldn't let him read. That's all he ever wanted to do is read. His wife harassed him, and then a nuclear, ex nuclear explosion. It happened, the big one happened, and he was in the vault when it happened, but he was really happy because even though everything was gone, hit the library's books were still somehow didn't burn up. Everything else burned up. The concrete burned up, but the library books didn't. Still on the shelf. Yeah, which is amazing. Not on the shelf, but they were okay. Oh, interesting. Right? And he was happy because now he could read his books. But then he tried. And nobody it, would bother him. Right? They were all yeah, but he dropped, he, when he leaned over, his glasses fell over. And when he went to walk for him, he crushed him. 
and they were really thick, so he couldn't read. It was like the worst story no. ever. Yeah. He's stuck. He's stuck. And that's how I feel now, because I've got a big stack of books, because I'm 48 hours worth of flying, and four days there. You know how many cheaters? I don't know. I can't like, find, what my, are the glasses I you can't get find at, my like, cheaters either. So I'm going to go no, down. No, no, like, what, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you go to, like. Yeah, I'm going to go and see, see if they work. Them. Right. Anyway, we're not going anywhere with this. What's going on in Seattle? What's happening right now? <laughs> uh, so we are in, believe it or not, it has been mid to high 70s, low 80s for the last three weeks, really? which is like crazy for Seattle. Yeah. Usually we are like, I don't know, three weeks into our rainy season at this point. Yeah. So um, it's it's been cold in the morning, like it's been 42 degrees when I drop my oldest off at the bus stop in the morning. Um, and then it heats up to... 75 80 during the day and then back down to cooler at night so like that part of it reminds me of new england right um but uh yeah we should be in our rainy season right now the problem is that we have a ton of smoke outside like i got a text message from my son's school district this morning that they weren't doing outdoor recess or outdoor sports because the air quality is so bad yeah i've heard Um, i've I've heard that they have firefight fire uh forest fires right now in oregon and idaho is that right yeah yeah, yeah and that's where it's See, coming I'm up, from i'm up to date, up to date with, with what's going on in the world I, yeah i, I, I keep up to date yep. amazing huh we even did uh family pictures over the weekend up in uh north bend like snoqualmie ridge area yeah. um and you could like see the smoke like yeah. from coming from one of the fires that was pretty close so uh yeah we're just pretty much rain- hoping for rain at this point so uh friday is supposed to rain a little bit and then all into next week so a lot of us are like <sighs> finally you know, like, I a lot like of people ra- dread the rainy season but it's it's fine I bet you I would love living out there because I love rainy days it's one and of my it's not favorite like, things um, it's not like rain like New England rain you know yeah. where it like downpours and like stuff like that it's like misty it spits for the most part you may get I mean it rains intermittently from like October to May sometimes June but it's like you're still getting two or three hours of sunshine a day yeah so it's not like horrible and it's it's not like really bad the thing that i hate though is that we don't get um we don't get the smell of rain because we don't get the two fronts coming through like we've only had i've lived here what now six years and i think we've had four thunderstorms wow and i like a good thunderstorm too i love i love being excited. every time there's one in the forecast i was like please 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 I, know. <laughs> I do love it what's growing right now uh actually because of such the extended season there's a lot of stuff that we still have which is crazy um there's a farm that I usually go to. Uh, most of the farmer's markets are done by now, but there's a farm that I usually go to that still has raspberries. And so you can drop by the local farmer's market and still get raspberries and stuff. But, you know, normal crops, apples, squashes, stuff like that. Um, the thing we're going to talk about today is one of my, because we're getting into all of the fall ingredients. Yeah. And you have your mainstays, you know, like your squashes and your apples and stuff. But, like, I think one of the most underrated ingredients is uh, sage. And it's the backbone of so many fall recipes and especially like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, it ends up in your stuffing. It ends up in your rub for your turkey. It ends up in all that sort of thing. And I, I love it. It's like one of my most favorite, favorite herbs for fall. I, lo- um, I love sage. You know, you can fry it up crispy and yeah. like serve it with pasta dishes and stuff like that. Like, it's great. And I, as a kid, I was like, oh, this leaf is fuzzy. Like, this is kind of weird. It's you know, one of stuff my like favorites. that. But like. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites that and rosemary, but I think sage for the most part it, it's it's good with like all of your poultry. It's really great with pork too, um, and like I said, it's like it's like a focus of Thanksgiving dishes. So. Yeah, I make a rolled pork with sage, currants, and uh, fig. Sage is one of my favorites. Like you said, turkey. There's so many oh, things so to do with it. 
It just gives that really I had some butternut squash oh, raviolis I, the I other put, day. I put currants in there. Oh, you put currants in yeah. there, yeah. I did some butternut squash raviolis the day and did it in like some olive oil and fried up the sage in the olive oil and, and a, then served that with it. It was a little bit of that's a great uh, idea. crispy that, prosciutto That's a great like that. idea. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do a ton of sage in my like stuffing at Thanksgiving and like, I you put know, sage and in it's my just like too, everything. Yeah. You do a compound butter, you brush it on your rolls after they come out of the oven. Oh, it's in everything. It's one of my favorites. It really is. And I love Thanksgiving anyway. I love cooking for Thanksgiving. I would love to cook for a thousand people on Thanksgiving. I love making yeah. turkeys. You know why? Because so many people screw turkeys up. It's a delicate. It's, it's, it's a delicate it's bird. Too. You overcook it. It dries or it out gets easily. Dry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or you don't. God forbid you don't let it thaw enough, and then uh, you know the inside is not cooked, and the outside is you yeah. like take it out. You're like, oh look, it looks perfect, and then you're like, oh this is half frozen in the middle still. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta dry it really well. Wash it. You have to dry it really well with a paper towel. Get some salt on there, or you get the moisture mm -hmm. in there, and that's what when it gets. And it's not crispy. It's it's not crispy. It's kind of watery, but the turkey itself is dry. So you got like this not water, but but mushy kind of skin, and then a really dry turkey anyway. You can't go wrong. I have my secret for my turkey. I take butter, garlic, sage, soft butter, um, mm -hmm. olive oil, squeeze some lemon, salt, and pepper, make it into a butter ball, into a yep. ball, and then I just break the skin and I put it underneath the skin. Yep. It and hold it down and I bump, 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 and then I put it on top too, and a little olive oil, a little salt on top of that. Put bacon strips, smoky bacon over it. Cook oh. it for like 20 minutes at a really high temperature. And then I'll drop the temperature down and I'll cook it forever. And the other, I'll cook it for how long you have to cook whatever size turkey. Right, right. The other secret is, like, my this was my grandmother would always say this. She would say, you've got to let it rest as long as yes. you cooked it. So important. And now I hear all these. Which works out because you got to throw everything else in the oven anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you have hot gravy. Yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, I'm excited about Singapore too. Because That's I'm going to learn a lot of new recipes. My friend has been there for 23 years. He has friends who are chefs and restaurant owners. So, you know, I've, during COVID, I, I really started to get into some more Asian cooking, which I never did a lot of and I enjoy now. Uh, his longtime girlfriend is from Vietnam. So there's a, there's a lot of a big learning curve. So I'm really excited about that. And I'll bring those back and share them with you. A lot of those I'm sure you already know because you've got, you're, you're trained. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trained. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, define trained, right? Tra yeah, define it for me. Now, are you still doing the loop through Europe then, too? You're not. Coming okay. Because weren't you going to go back to Italy, and then you're going to head up to Britain, and... Okay. Coming you're just home. going to Singapore? San Francisco, Singapore, it's 6 hours, 45 minutes. San Francisco, to, uh, Boston to San Francisco. Six hours oh, okay. and 45 minutes in San Francisco to Singapore, 16 hours and 45 minutes. And I have ADHD. I mean, I feel bad for the people who I don't even know yet who are going to be in that point. I'm going to be like, hi, my name's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. You need, to, you need to be like one of those people that like passes out cards. Like, this is my child's first flight. Here are some earplugs. Here's oh. a snack. You know, some of that. You'd be like, hi, my name is David. <laughs> like, this is all my caveats. This is all the things you need to know. Thank God I found my glasses. I'd be like, so ma'am, how long have you been uh, interested in going? I'm a man. <laughs> I'm five. I'm... Oh, yes. Yes, I can see. <laughs> now I can see Mr. Magoo, I'll be like, mm, holy cow. Anyway, it's going to be a great trip. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back on the air with you. We'll be back on next week. Yeah, okay. we'll be back on next week. Okay. I so, talked to Joe yesterday, but he's very tired. He's doing a great job. He is amazing. He, I have never met people, anyone in my life, that can meet people 
We're talking about Joe uh, Rondina. Joe Rondina. Joe Rondina, who uh, has a new show, and he's actually on this episode today. He's an old friend of Andrea. That's how I met him. Um, so he's actually the the other piece to this show today. Oh, awesome. Yes, and Joe nice. and Andrea are very good friends. He's a nice guy. I'll tell you what, he really likes people. He likes helping he people. He's yes. a, like you, he's a trained chef, right? He, he, yeah. he has a culinary degree and... Um, just delightful to be around. I think his show is going to be great. I love having him on right now. And I love the fact that he's constantly calling me. I got this person. I got this person. I got this person. I mean, he knows everybody. And Boston yeah, Concierge, I think, is going to be a great show. I'm excited about it. It's going to be awesome. Andrea yeah. Jorgensen, thank you for joining us, my friend. We will see you when I get back from Singapore. Have a fantastic trip, David. Can't wait to hear about it. I will. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Mike Torville, host of Healing Voices Project, where we share stories of addiction, grief, recovery, and courage. We're happy to be working with the folks at Cooking Something Good, where you'll find entertaining, inspiring, and thought-provoking programs. To learn more about my show and others on the CSG Broadcast Network, please go to csgbn.com. We'd love to have you visit. Thanks. Hey, foodies. Welcome back to Cooking Something Good. You know, when it comes to your kitchen, some things you determine to be necessities, and everyone has their own unique preferences. And for me, it's very good extra virgin olive oil. In my kitchen, there's always only one, and that's Manny's olive oil. It comes from the Greek island of Crete. Manny's olive oil is harvested by hand, which is very rare in this day and age. It's not harvested by a huge automated machine. And that means there's no chemicals, and it means only the best olives make it into each bottle. I can tell the difference. It's the only olive oil I keep in my kitchen. Manny's olive oil comes from his family's own native olive trees on Greece's largest island, Crete. This affordable, gourmet olive oil has a unique and bold flavor that can't be found anywhere else. Manny uses only the highest quality of olives, which means they produce only the highest quality of olive oil. You can find Manny's olive oil as well as restaurant gift certificates and other great food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Manny's olive oil from Greece with love. That's it. Show's over. Remember, this week we're going to have a lot of live shots. Uh, I'm going to be in Singapore, so we're going to be going to a bunch of restaurants. We've got a bunch of live Facebook and YouTube stuff set up, so it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to spend 47 hours total on planes in the next nine days, so it's going to be a lot of traveling, but uh, for me it's going to be a trip of a lifetime, and we can't wait to bring it to you. That is all during this week. Uh, as you're watching the show now. Hey, that's it. Cooking Something Good is ready to say goodbye. Remember, food is fun. Food is fun. Twice? Remember, food is fun. Fun is food. And it's always foodie fun time here at Cooking Something Good. Until I get back to the United States of America, I hope everybody has a great week. And stay healthy, stay safe, and stay full. I'll see you next time. Bye. Record.